This is Keys to the City with Anthony Weiner. Welcome to episode three of Keys to the City, a podcast about the problems facing New York City and the enduring power of ideas. I'm Anthony Weiner. From existential threats to pet peeves, each week together we'll resist the temptation to curse the darkness. Instead, we'll try to light a candle by bringing to light things that have worked before or new ways to get things done. And as I said before, sometimes there are going to be real big problems, thinking big thoughts, big brain stuff. Not today. Today's in the category of a pet peeve, and I cannot believe that I'm the only one that has the pet peeve, like that has this particular pet peeve. It's idea 101 in my idea books. As I've mentioned, a lot of these, most of them in this podcast, are going to be ideas that I arrived at as I was traveling the city running for mayor in 2005 and then again in 2013. Sometimes there are things I just jotted on the back of an envelope. Sometimes they were just things that people came up and said to me. But basically, it's from 50-some-odd years of living in New York City and being one of the people that says, you know what, there ought to be a law or they've got to fix that. This idea today is in that category. And it comes down to this. It is the law under Code 40 of the traffic law here in New York City that you have to leave 15 feet on either side of a fire hydrant when you're parking your car for a total of 30 feet. And I ask the question, why? You're not going to park a fire truck in that spot. They're not parallel parking. You need enough space to be able to get the hose in there, to let the guys do their job. And by the way, I'm a big fan of the New York City Fire Department. In fact, as I mentioned a little later, I was an honorary fire commissioner because when, after September 11th, I identified that the death benefits for firefighters was way too low and I had it increased in Congress for all firefighters nationwide. But let's face the facts. When firefighters need to get access to a pump, they take a hose. It used to be a different type of hose. Now it's a flexible one. They don't ever pull their truck in to the curb. So I'm suggesting that rather than 15 feet, just make it 10 feet. And so why do I consider this a pet peeve? Well, if you're a driver in New York City, if you're someone that owns your own car, you can't find spots anymore. You never really could. It was always a hunt and situation. If you want to, there's a great Seinfeld episode that focuses on this. Finding a parking spot as a New York City resident, particularly in the boroughs, is very difficult. And it is estimated that if you do what I'm suggesting, which is rather than have 15 feet, make it 10 feet on either side, that you would add 100,000 additional spots because there are so many fire hydrants, obviously, in the city. Now, nothing about this is to in any way diminish the good work that firefighters do. And it's also, to be very clear, there are fewer fires in the city than there have been before, but this is not a place that is safe from horror. 17 people died in January, including nine children. We've lost firefighters in the last several years. So this is serious business. This is not a serious life-and-death suggestion, but it is the act of firefighting. They deserve all of our tribute. But let's face it. When you have to do 16 steps, which is basically, I measured it, what 30 feet is, or 16 feet from your car, 
How did I do that? 16 feet from your car to the hydrant. That's too much. And you'd be able to add all these spots. Another reason why there are fewer spots is that all of these, during COVID, all of these outdoor restaurant sheds popped up. So long story short, this is an easy way to get some additional spots. Now, could it be that we have such a big area in front of the fire hydrant because it's part of the never-ending thirst of the city to gain more money in fees? $565 million, the last estimate that I looked. Maybe, but I don't care. What do other cities do? 10 feet. Almost exclusively, they do 10 feet. Most other cities also, by the way, paint the curb red in front of the fire hydrant, so there's no mystery about whether you're parked closely enough or far enough from the hydrant. So the idea is simple. It's basically to say, we don't need this much space. And if you think about it, think about how big a fire truck is. When was the last time you saw a fire truck pull up to a hydrant and then parallel park to be right at the curb? Not necessary. So that's what the idea is. You might think, oh, that's a little pet peeve. Yeah. That's one of the things we're going to do here on Keysless City is pet peeves. And for 100,000 spots, I'll take it. When we get back, we're going to hear from someone after the break, from someone who has some real experience with the New York City Fire Department and has something to say about this idea. You might be surprised what he has to say. I'll see you on the other side right after the break. So welcome back to Keys to the City. As I mentioned, one of the things that we like to do here is not only talk about the new ideas, or the ideas that listeners call in with or suggest, but also we like to get some experts to have an opportunity to respond. Sometimes they'll say the idea is all wet. Sometimes they'll agree, but more often than not, they'll say, yeah, that's a good one, but I have an even better one. And we're joined today by a really remarkable guest, someone named Pete Gleason. He, as he will tell you, served in the NYPD, the fire department, and now is an attorney in practice. Pete, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Anthony. So first of all, a little bit about your biography. That, that's quite a progression. Tell us a little bit. You obviously have public service in your blood. You started out as a police officer, and then what happened? Well, I was a cop from 1983 to 1986 when the city was a much different place, but it seems we may be going back to that place, unfortunately. Then I rolled over to the fire department and then I became a lawyer. Now I represent a number of individuals who are members of the NYPD and the FDNY. That's terrific. Now you'll see I'm wearing one of the things you get as a member of Congress City Council. You get lots of ceremonial T-shirts. I have one on for our local fire department on 14th Street. And here's the thing about me that is not in my public biography. I was once given the title of honorary fire commissioner because when I was in Congress, trying to think of the year it was after September 11th, we increased the death benefit for firefighters and they had a little ceremony and gave me this very nice badge and picture. I would, Wait a minute, or was I still in the city council? I'm not really sure, but that's the closest I ever came. But I really do appreciate the service that you've given to our city. So you've heard before the break, you heard about my idea. It's pretty simple. Why do you need 15 feet on each side of a fire hydrant? Certainly you're not going to park a fire truck there. Don't you just need enough room to be able to get the hose in. What do you think about the idea of reducing that? Not all the way to zero, but get it down to 10 feet. Crazy idea or what? Well, I mean, the, the real issue is, and you know, I hate to sound cynical, but if you give New Yorkers an inch, they'll take a yard. Mm -hmm. So most people are parking within the 10 feet now. And there's, you know, a lot of times they're overlooking that. But to your point, the fire hydrant is a necessity. Obviously, it's a public safety issue. You need water to put out the fire. But, you know, most people don't realize if you're parked in a vehicle or you're sitting in your vehicle, 
with the keys in the ignition, you can load and unload right in front of the fire hydrant, as long as you have the ability to move the vehicle when somebody in a position of authority tells you to move the vehicle. But, you know, to your point, I mean, it's, you know, 10 feet would work because historically fire engines had what they called a, initially they had a hard suction hose that hooked up that was almost impossible to bend. Now they have a soft suction hose, which is much more amenable to bending. So, I mean, I think something needs to be done. But then again, there's a trend in New York, at least particularly in Manhattan, where the powers to be want to, you know, make cars in Manhattan a thing of the past. So maybe it'll be a moot point. But, you know, after you had invited me on, I gave it some thought. And what do we have all over the city right now? We have city bike routes. If we were to incorporate fire hydrants into city bike at the front or the rear of the city bike rack, it might solve the problem. Well, maybe that's that that sounds like it might be. That's a good suggestion for a future episode. But let me ask you a little bit while I have you it. New York has become and this is really a probably a testament to building codes, but also to the the way our city is has evolved has become a much safer city as it relates to fires. We had a tragic one in January in the Bronx. Nowadays, compared to when you were on the job as a firefighter, it seems that there are far fewer fire calls each decade. You know, we all remember the famous, you know, the Bronx is burning, you know, during a 1977, I guess it was. Are we a safer city from fire hazard than we used to be? I believe we are. And I think a lot of that has to do with updated fire codes. Some of the new building construction requires sprinklers. Sprinklers work phenomenally well. If a building is sprinklered and there is a fire in that building and the sprinkler head is activated, it's going to contain that fire to a very small area. The problem with fires is when they spread uncontrollably through voids or through what they call the cock loft, the space between the roof and the top floor. When fire gets in there, it can travel unannounced. It can travel unnoticed, rather. And that's the problem. Sprinklers save lives. Sprinklers work. But, I mean, to put any impediment on the ability of the firefighter to hook up to the fire hydrant is a bad idea because nobody, it's analogous to the judge who lets somebody out and says, okay, I'm going to give you a bail, and that person does something horrendous. The judge is on the front page of all the local newspapers. Any elected official that says, we want to reduce from 15 feet down to 10 feet, and the firefighter then has trouble hooking up to the hydrant because of that loss of five feet, that elected official is going to be excoriated. So a lot of what I think happens in the world is reactionary. I mean, there are, right. there are hydrants out there that don't work. Well, that's, that is true. And that's something that I mentioned at the top. There are, there are some that are not active at all. But let me ask you a question about fire technology. This will be the last question. I always wonder, so explain to our listeners how water gets to the 45th floor of a new one of these new high rises that is being built. Are the water towers still a thing? Is that still how the water gets up there? Or are there newfangled pumps that get them up there, those heights? In the most general terms, let me just back up for a second. You've seen fire hydrants that are exceptionally large in the street. Those are what they called high pressure hydrants. Those are all being phased out because 
all you need to do is get water to the fire engine or the pumper, and the pumper will push that at a high pressure into the hose if they're if they're using a hose to go directly into the building, or it can pump into the standpipe of the building. So as you said, if you have a fire on the 20th floor, you're not going to stretch a hose line 20 floors. You're going to hook up to the standpipe of the building and there'll be high pressure going up the standpipe, which is a pipe going up in I see. usually the fire stair. And then the firefighters with roll-ups hook up to the standpipe on the floor below and then they stretch a line up. And I see. The so the pressure being provided is coming from within the building in these more modern buildings, not coming from the truck or from the or from the no, high it, it actually is coming from the fire engine. The fire engine is what pumps the high pressure up there. Now, you do have water towers in some buildings which can provide, you know, some pressure. But again, the thing is sprinkler and the sprinkler system, you don't need a high pressure coming out of the sprinkler system. You just need an adequate amount of pressure to contain the fire in that location. So there's two well, different. Very interesting. Well, we're going to give, I mean, you're free to grade the idea yourself. It sounds like you think the idea itself is, is not problematic, but how it would be implemented and whether it would lead to, to concerns later on. But you've led a, a lot of expertise on this. If some of our listeners want to reach you, what is a good way to do it? Do you have a website that you have? or I, a, I have an email, pjgleason at aol.com. I'm happy to answer any and all questions. That's there. really great. Thank you for joining us on Keys to the City. You've lent a lot to the conversation. And you've also, I want to thank you for the service you've been to our city. We're grateful. And when we come back, we'll have some final thoughts. Thank you. Well, thank you again for joining. That was an interesting conversation. I concede that it was not the heaviest suggestion, not the heaviest key to the city we're ever going to tackle, but it was certainly great to get some feedback about that. And other things, we should at this moment also quietly think about the role that firefighters play in our lives. You know, we lay our head down every night in a much safer city, and largely it's because of them. And when you walk by a firehouse, you see the guys outside say hello, wish them their best. I always do that with my son, Jordan. If you have ideas for future episodes of Keys to the City, there's a way for you to reach out. If you look in the show notes, there's an email address specially set up for this. There is also, you can find links to my Keys to the City that has this one, Idea 101, as well as 124 other ones. You can read those over to get ideas, uh, to see which ideas maybe you'd like me to tackle in the future. One way or another, hope to see you next week. And while you're at it, if you're enjoying the Keys to the City podcast, please rate and review it. Um, Hit the subscribe button, let your friends know about it. And also check out the other podcasts here on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I'll see you next week. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.